0: Calling, up, it's your shine. you born for such a time, as he, such a time as
2: that. That's what the gifts of the Spirit are for. We have the Word of God. We love the Word of God. It confirms what the Holy Spirit works. It confirms what the Word of God says. So I trust the Word. I just don't trust me. I need sometimes, I need the Holy Spirit to lead me, to guide me, to give me some confirmation. I've prayed many times, God, give me confirmation. I, c- I could share stories for the next couple hours. See, that's what the Holy Spirit life is. It's, in, it's filled by the Spirit, led by the Spirit, guided by the Spirit, infused by the Spirit, empowered by the Spirit. The Spirit-filled life.
1: Thank you for joining us here at Westside Christian Fellowship, located in Leona Valley, California, one hour north of Los Angeles. Today on Regaining Lost Ground, we hear the third and final part of a Spirit-filled message titled, Empowered by the Spirit. Romans 8.11 tells us, If the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. Please join us for this stronghold shaking sermon filled with the power of God's living word as Pastor Shane lays out how we may break the enemy's grip and storm the gates of hell through the power of Jesus Christ. You can hear the whole message at Pastor Shane's YouTube and Rumble channels. Make sure to subscribe today. For more information, visit us online at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We also encourage you to hear more truth from Pastor Shane with the Idleman Unplugged weekly podcast. And now, from Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California, here's Pastor Shane Eidelman.
2: Or the worship team on gives in Lancaster. I come up here and I'm reading and and the the leader at that time was singing. He's saying, um, I come running to you, my lover. I'm like, "Uh, what is it? What are we singing here? Oh, that's from the book of Solomon. I'm like, well, you better take some time to explain that before we can start singing that song. So we want to look at lyrics. We want songs that are doctrinally sound. But at the end of the day, if the if the lyrics draw you closer to Jesus Christ and you find yourself broken and humble in His awe and in His majesty, then, and there's fruit there, then God is moving. And people say, why do we sing songs? Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Shane, that doesn't seem that, that's not good. Well, okay, so he's not welcome here. Well, He's already here. Yeah, but you can... you There's a deeper manifestation of God's presence and power often. There's a deeper p- portion uh, that He can... Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. God, move among us. Your Holy Spirit can convict and draw us of ourselves. Lord, I come to you broken and humble. Holy Spirit, would you begin to anoint and convict and draw and resurrect dead dreams and revive the heart of the humble and begin to remove suicidal thoughts. Holy Spirit, because if you don't call down the Holy Spirit of God, there might be the wrong spirit that's trying to go and the d- d- demonic influences. Even in church, did you know how you know the d- demonic realm is still active in the church? Oh, you better believe it. He whispers, "Don't listen to that loud guy. Don't listen to that guy. Don't turn your heart over to Jesus Christ." There have been people in the stadium I heard about that had to just get up and leave. They couldn't sit there any longer. Right, Paulie? You remember that one? One had to, I just have to get out here. Paula caught her and prayed with her, came to know the Lord, I believe. Why? Because the demonic realm hates that. She was baptized that day. See, there's other, the Spirit's working. So to say, Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. As a matter of fact, God has given us, I might get a little bit too much for you, but God has given us the ability to take authority over the demonic realm. And when we pray in the mornings... When we pray in the mornings, we say, Lord, watch this building. Protect our children. We take authority. No wicked spirit will come in and bring thoughts of suicide and depression. No wicked spirit will keep certain marriages home that need to be here. We take authority over the darkness because Christ is conquered. He is ruling and reigning. And by the authority of the blood of Jesus Christ, we take authority over these things. You can do that. But see, that's just too much for some people. You know why it is? Because they've never experienced the power of God. They never experienced a mighty filling, a mighty filling of the Holy Spirit when God God's word becomes alive. I've seen it so many times. We're so scared to even pray for people now. I mean, you see an old person, they're kind of bent over someone and the Lord prompts you to pray for them. No, I, I can't heal them. <laughs> we walk around in fear more than in victory. The Spirit-powered, f- spirit empowered life. Have you been rejecting the filling of the Holy Spirit because it doesn't fit your box of comfortable Christianity? I've I've covered a lot of this last night. You can listen to that message. But my thought on this is the, the, the filling of the Holy Spirit is something that should be sought after. Because you're filled with God's Spirit. And anytime you start to say, Well, I don't want to get weird, I don't want that, you think God's going to make you weird? No? He makes you bold, and the world's going to call you weird. Well, I think it's pretty weird that they can stay locked up in the house for six months and watch 14 hours of Netflix and gain 45 pounds. And I'm the weird one. (laughs) Because I want to experience God. Shane, you are so weird. You go to early morning worship, and that's just weird. Yeah, well, what, you sleep for 12 hours and smoke a joint when you get up. That was weird to me. <laughs> What's weird? What are we, how are we judging weirdness? And now there's 12 different genders? I was at the DMV, and they said, well, there's choices, choices, boy or girl. What do you mean? How do you? We've lost our mind. We have lost our mind. The moral compass went bye-bye a long time ago. And they call Christians weird. Guess what? You will be called holy rollers, weird, Jesus freak. you actually be hated. You'll be hated. Somebody, I'll share with you how many emails I get with, with the F word in it hate it why because you stand for the truth the world will hate you jesus said but they hated me first and all these pastors who like to be loved by the world i said why do they never why do they never hate you why because they can go to your church and feel comfortable in their sin and never repent that's not the true church we should be very welcoming and loving but not affirming People say, well, Shane, can someone who struggles with this or this or this come to your church? Anybody can come to our church. They're welcome, but they're going to get convicted eventually. I'll tell you that much. Because God doesn't want people to live in sin, He wants them to experience freedom and wholeness. That's why Jesus said, "The Spirit of the Living God." And I believe that. I truly, not to the same degree, He was perfect. He was sinless. He could hear the voice of the Father without even speaking a word. He said, "I know you're going to raise Lazarus from the dead. Lazarus, come forth." I don't say this because I doubt. I say this so they can see the miracles and the working power of God. But when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you can set at liberty those who are captive. You can you can set free those who. Who are bound up and you can restore those who are broken why because it's not you it's the Holy Spirit working through you that's why Jesus said greater things greater things that I do that you will do did you know he said that and I've seen some people butcher that like yeah we can do no, no 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 it just means greater meaning of more magnitude not limited to Samaria Judea and Jerusalem greater throughout the whole world you, you should hear, uh, I'm hoping I can get her back again, from the persecuted church in China, Sister Sarah. Do you know they see miracles? They, blind eyes are open. Limbs are restored. All these It's just like, that's commonplace. They come to America, like, why didn't you guys believe anything? You just come to church, you, you sing some songs, you go home. Where's the power of God? I'm like, could you come preach that sometime? That's exactly what I'm saying. But please don't understand, I'm in this battle with you. I don't walk around seeing all these things all the time. Sometimes I think the Americans America's version of Christianity really hinders us on what true Bible-believing Christians are. This is the pep rally. Did you know this is the pep rally? This isn't the game. The game begins tomorrow or tonight in your local grocery store, to your neighbor, to the person pulled over at the flat tire at the Chevron gas station. Wherever you're at, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And then the final point, empowered, empowered. Oh, this is ringing true. This is ringing just, this is, I guess, a point where God really wants to get home. But many of you are limited in the Spirit's power because you're not repenting of besetting sin. I just said it. I'm free now. Sin will keep you from God. Knowing the fullness of God. Besetting sin. What is that? Sin I continue in. I know this is wrong, but I'm actually planning on doing it tonight. I know this is wrong, but I know God wants me to change this, but, and you keep allowing that, that will, it's like a water hose. I gave this analogy a couple years ago. I just thought about when my boy, my son was little, he had the water on full blast and I was waiting to see this. This is going to be good, but nothing was happening. Like, oh, look, dad, he's drinking out. I'm like, I thought he'd get, Right everywhere. And I go and look, and what is there? Three or four kinks in the hose. That's what sin will do to your life. Your kinks in the hose, you feel no power of God. You f- don't have the Spirit of God. You don't know really what I'm talking about. You want this. You desire this. You don't have that Spirit's baptism. Early morning prayer, huh, that sounds boring. Worship? No way. Check me out. Because there's too many kinks in the hose. And to experience the empowerment of the Spirit, I want to just... Have you take this to the Lord this morning? Is there something you need to repent from and turn from? Listen, I'm not talking about perfection. You may blow it again. That that might come and get you, but you're fighting this time. You're fighting. You're not giving in. You've repented. See, God just... David killed a man and committed adultery. And still God said, a man after my own heart. Now, I'm not encouraging you to do that. I better just... <laughs> d- disclaimer that... But the principle is David was in misery, was in sin. God was nowhere to be found. And Nathan came into him and he challenged, he said, David, you're the man. You're in unrepentant sin. David repented and he said, oh, the joy of my salvation. would a return, God, the bones that you have broken. Would they rejoice? God created me a clean heart, renewing me a right spirit so I can teach sinners the heirs of your way. And I've been built up again. I've been strengthened again. Oh, I feel the joy of the Lord again and it has returned and I will go out and do great exploits for God because repentance has cleaned up the line of communication in my heart. (laughs) Praise God. I remember, how many of you heard of D.L. Moody? Okay, it's a lot of people. He's a famous Christian. He was trying to do ministry in his own strength. I want to build up D.L. Moody's kingdom. I want to build up my ministry. I want to be known. I want to be recognized. And God humbled him and you realize that he was in it for the wrong reasons. He surrendered everything. Said, God, I don't care if it's just me and you. I want to follow you. And the Spirit of God came upon him that day. And now we hear of Dio Moody. And there's other stories in, in, in books that I read where we women wanting the Holy Spirit, wanting this Holy Spirit. And there's little things like I remember one woman, I can't remember her name, but she was so concerned about her attire her dress and her hair and her her I guess they wore hats back then you know she had this hat she loved she was all about her looks and God kept convicting her that she's like no I'm holding on to no no this is this is who I and then finally she let that go and the spirit of God fell upon her life and she was changed and 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 you can call it baptism of the Holy Spirit you can call it the unction the filling whatever you want to call it that's not the point is the point is do you have it And once she removed that blockage, the Spirit of God moved in a powerful way. There's other people, once they've they've gotten rid of things that God was convicting them on, the power, the presence of the Holy Spirit is so real. So I just want to leave you at that point. Is there something in your life that needs to be repented of? Is something blocking the power of God in your life? Well, Shane, what is it? You ask God. You, from experience, I'll just tell you from experience, we usually know what it is because people notice it. We have blind spots, people don't right that see us. It's probably been pointed out in our lives. It's probably something we know we have an issue with. We know we get we need to get rid of it. but what do we do? We deflect it. Well, yeah, but you, right? It'd be like saying, Shane, you need to work on this with your wife, with your mo- marriage, with Morgan, God. Yeah, but her, you don't know her, okay? Okay, once she gets fixed, what? What? Then, then, then you can talk to me. You'll never know the filling and power of the Spirit. You'll never get that joy back, that anointing back in your life, unless you take it and you own it. Same thing happens with, with and pastors and preaching they want to come up and impress and they're a great speaker and they have a master's degree in this and a phd in this and and it's just this just this ambiance of of arrogance they will never know the true spirit's power i remember there was a man samuel chadwick i think you can still get his book something about the fire of pentecost and on the back it says the the pastor who threw all his sermons in the fire and received the fire of the holy spirit because he had all these polished sermons like this is great and this is the greek and the hebrew and this and and i'm just the people are going to be so impressed by my preaching <laughs> right and he just he just god was convicting him he threw them all in the fire said god i just want you and now we hear of this person do you know? Same thing will happen with all areas of ministry. If somebody really wants, if a worship leader really wants to be filled with the Spirit of God and usher people into the presence of power of God, they need to be very broken and very humble. If it's about look at me, look at my voice, aren't I eloquent and don't I sound good? And they'll, they'll miss. You might have ability. You might have ability and gifting, but you won't have the fire of the Spirit. Listen, there's worship leaders so broken and humble. When you go in, I remember this uh, one couple, I don't remember their name. We went to a conference, and just in their practicing, I fell on my knees. Just walk, you feel the, the, the anointing is strong because it's not about them. It's about God. Robert Murray McShaney, he was in Scotland in, in the, I think the 1800s. He died when he's only 29. But there would be lines waiting out the door. And when people come into the sanctuary, when he would come to the pulpit and begin, that he'd spent so much time with God, hours in prayer, hours in fasting, that the Spirit of God would descend in the He wouldn't even start yet, and people would begin to weep. That, that, that's the anointing, the tangible presence of God. Oh, folks, that's what we need. Show me your glory. God, I don't want to just play church. I don't want to get to normal church. I can just come up here and give a message based on my experience, based on my knowledge of the Bible. Oh, Shane's a motivational speaker. That's great. Let's go have lunch. But I want God to move in this place. I want hearts to be ripped open and rent and convicted. I want people to be challenged and and built up and strengthened. You might even hear that, Shane, I've been set free this morning. This addiction I've been dealing with, this healing I've been healed this morning why why can't God heal during worship why can't he heal during the preaching and proclaiming of his word that's actually if you want to know what genuine healing is in the Bible it's not somebody running around throwing their coat on people blowing on them see some weird stuff on TV often you will see healing take place that during worship or during something God will put something on somebody's heart and there's a strong impression and they'll go and they'll pray for that person but why because they're exercising their faith and their gift of healing and they pray for that person God begins to heal because the, that, that person was humble that vessel was being used they were open and God began to direct where he wants to heal it's not just if these some of these people truly had a healing ministry why don't they go to the hospital? If the strength and power is in you and wherever you go, there's healing and you're like a genie in a bottle and you can just heal on demand, go to the hospital. I believe in the gift of healing. I believe that but God moves through people who are humble and submitted and broken during worship, during times of prayer. God will put it on their heart. God will, and, and God begins to heal through people who are open to that. So we're not opposed to any of that. What about prophetic words? Uh oh, he's getting out there. Well it's just in the Bible. Well Paul said it, so if you don't like it, get some scissors and cut out first Corinthians twelve, thirteen, and fourteen. That's what your scripture teaches. The Holy Spirit gives words of wisdom, words of knowledge. He'll put something on somebody's heart who's humble and submitted and that person will feel that and say, I don't know, I don't know if it's me, but God, I I feel God wants to tell you this and it will confirm because that's the Holy Spirit moving. But Shane, we have the word. Isn't that enough? Yeah, but sometimes I need a little encouragement to know I'm grounded and strengthened because I don't trust Shane Eidelman. I need some confirmation from God sometimes and, and we're going to honor, um, a, 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 powerful woman of God, Marilyn Enos. We're having her service here on the seventh, on a Saturday, I believe. I'll never forget this morning. This, this day it was, it was October 2018. Oh, here we go. Two years ago. And I'm back in there. I had to, I had to, I had to deliver some hard things to the congregation. I was struggling for about two days. Lord, I can't do this. I cannot do this. I do not trust me. Is it, am I just angry? Am I just hurt? I'm not, I can't do this. And I'm back there. It's early morning worship. She's right here on the altar, I believe. And I see her. She gets up, walks around, comes over, tells me, God wants you to not hold anything back. What you need to say today, you say it. And she came back down. I'm like, what is that? Oh, Shane, that's just coincidence. Oh, good for you. You can believe that. I don't. See, that's God working prophetically that's how the Holy Spirit works I remember David Ravenhill also I have gave some of you example but we've seen a lot of new faces I'll give it again he was at a, at a dinner where this missionary full of the Spirit of God had this impression to share with another missionary had wanted to say this is so bizarre I can't even say it so for like an hour they didn't say anything they just ate dinner, and it's like, oh, I, I just I have this burden. I've I got to just say this. Okay, I know this is going to weird, but I'm just going to say this. And he told this girl, she was about 22, he said, God wants you to know that he hates also hates mommies and daddies. And this girl started breaking down, crying, and weeping. And come to find out, her uncle used to sexually abuse her and say, let's play mommies and daddies. And that prophetic word set her free. See, that that's not clean, is it? That's not tidy. Oh, God doesn't do that anymore. Well, I don't believe that. See, that's what the gifts of the Spirit are for. We have the Word of God. We love the Word of God, but we don't elevate the Word of God before the Holy Spirit. It confirms what the Holy Spirit works. It confirms what the Word of God says. So I trust the Word. I just don't trust me. I need sometimes, I need the Holy Spirit to lead me, to guide me, to give me some confirmation. I've prayed many times. God, give me confirmation. I, c- I could share stories for the next couple of hours. See, that's what the Holy Spirit life is. It's in it's filled by the Spirit, led by the Spirit, guided by the f- Spirit, infused by the Spirit, empowered by the Spirit the Spirit-filled life. So if, if something is blocking that 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 work of the Spirit, I just want to ask you to repent this morning of that. But I also want to encourage those who don't know who Jesus is this morning. You don't have the Holy Spirit in you. The Holy Spirit's alongside, I believe, convicting, drawing you. You, you maybe go to church, and maybe your parents are Christians, your spouse is a Christian. You, you listen to Shane on the radio. Or other people, you, you you hear it, but your heart is not engaged. I want to encourage you this morning. If that's you, to repent. The Bible says, "Repent, repent." It means change the way you see sin, and you say, "God, back to point number one." I humble myself. I need the cross. Do you know why it's so hard for people to say, "I need the cross"? I need Christ. He's my Lord. And my Savior, why can't they say that? Because of pride. As I shared with you last night, that pride cometh before a fall. That word actually is destruction. Pride comes before destruction. So when people say, how can a loving God send someone to hell? He doesn't send them to hell. Their pride and their arrogance reject, reject the gracious gift of God. That's why it's on them, not on God. He's
0: calling, wake up child. It's your turn to shine. You were born for such a time as this. He's calling, wake up child. It's your turn to shine. You were born for such a time as this. Such a time.
1: You've been listening to Regaining Lost Ground with Pastor Shane Eidelman. You can find more information at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. And for all the latest on what God is doing with His ministry here, please be sure to follow us on most social media platforms. Westside Christian Fellowship is located 60 miles north of Los Angeles in Leona Valley, California. Thank you again for listening to today's message of regaining lost ground, where we are reminded daily times change, truth does not. Regaining Lost Ground is sponsored by the generous supporters of the Ministries of Westside Christian Fellowship.
0: Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the
1: military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm
0: bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn...